Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey here with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. She's finally back, folks. Three months abroad, right? <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. I was gone for most of the last three months, and I am glad to be home, I can tell you. <laughs> Um, I want to thank Kirsten and Richard Brandon, though, for filling in for me. You guys did a great job on your shows. Yes, they did. And you've been back for a couple of weeks now. But while you were gone, we had a request about travel safety. You know, when you're traveling and you want to be safe, I think you're a good person to talk about this. I mean, you've been everywhere. <laughs> and though everybody loves a good adventure, you don't take normal vacations, right? You go to no, these places. And, Sometimes yeah. I do, but not very often. And you've been to some pretty interesting places, but so today we're going to present some ideas on how somebody can stay safe in really any setting. Yeah, most of the stuff today we're going to talk about is not, you know, talking about going overseas or doing some, something crazy. It really is applicable to going downtown Indianapolis to go Christmas shopping or going to Walmart, right? Mm, I mean, okay. really, how do you stay safe? And pay attention to the world around you really is what we're going to talk about today. Some things are specific to international travel, but, but most really are applicable anywhere. Okay. And, yeah, and I think we got some questions here, but you have three primary rules that you think are essential when it comes to enjoying your vacation, right? Yes. I have three things. People that travel with me or people that know me, these are big deals for me. Um, number one is never let anyone control your water, period. It doesn't matter if you're on an escorted tour in Mexico. It doesn't matter if you're going to Bosnia. It doesn't matter if you're at Disney World in Florida, right? Do not let somebody else control your water. Meaning if you're flying, buy water at the last, after you go through security, get, get, get enough water to last for your flight. Two hours, five hours, 15 hours, it doesn't matter. Make sure you have enough water until you know that you can find more water. Oh, I got to tell you, even what it, because most people think that that would be outside the United States. That happened to us in West Virginia when we went on a canyoning trip with you. And you just kept saying, bring more water, bring more water, because the tour didn't have any. And we would have been out in the middle of the wilderness with no water. And we were in the United States. So, yeah, it can happen know. anywhere. Don't trust anybody with your own water. Makes sense. So, number two is uh, never get in a hurry. When you get in a hurry, you become a victim. There's always another train, there's another plane, there's another taxi, there's another whatever. Stop, slow down, sit down. The faster you try to go, the slower you're going to go, and the more mistakes that you're going to make, and then you become a victim. So slow down, don't get in a hurry. If you start feeling that grinch in your stomach, sit down, stop. You'll figure it out in a minute. Regroup. <laughs> that gets to number three is never get frustrated. Doesn't matter with other people with the language, with your circumstance, with yourself, with the train schedule, whatever. Don't get frustrated because when you get frustrated, you start getting in a hurry. Again, then you can become a victim. If you can follow these three things, you're going to be in good shape. People get lost in these three things and they get themselves in a lot of trouble. Well, I think frustration can go along with not knowing what you're going to do while you're there, right? I mean, could that could that be a basic thing about sure, research? Sure, exactly. You need to know where you're going. You need to do your research before you go to get there. It doesn't matter whether you're on an escorted tour and you're letting them take care of everything for you. That is no excuse not to know where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do and the laws and the different things of the country that you're going to. Know what it is that you want to see, where you should be, where you shouldn't be. 
It's easy. Just look up wherever you're going. What are the trends? Where, what are the laws? What are the things I need to know? There's blogs, there's chat rooms, there's all kinds of different things that you can find the information that you need to know. And not just on the bad things, but the good things, you know, no, are you going during a time when there's an amazing festival that you can see or orchids are in bloom or, you know, it's whale season mm-hmm. that might alter what you want to do. I can see But that. know what you want to see and know where you should and shouldn't be in those areas. That, that could be Chicago, New York City, downtown Indianapolis. What are the areas that you shouldn't go? And you could do that on a simple inter- internet search, right? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Tour books, uh, watch some YouTube videos. All of this stuff is accessible. It's on your phone now, right? So there's no excuse really not to be, not to know some of this stuff. If you're sideswiped by something that's unusual, that's one thing. But a lot of these things you should know that you can find on a simple Google search of where you're going. What do I need to know about Mazalan, Mexico? What do I need to know about Quito, Ecuador? What do I need to know about going to Cuba? What do I need to know if I'm going to go to Haiti on a mission trip? Don't trust those people that are taking you that they're going to take care of you. You hope that they are. That's what you're paying for. But I'm not putting my life in somebody else's hands. Right. That they're going to do uh, at least at a level that I think they need to do. Well, I think one of the things you've brought up many times is you wanted, you also want people to know how they're going to get someplace. Uh, so how, right. how are you going to travel? Uber, taxi, public transportation? What, what's the recommendation? I've, I've heard you talk about that many times. That's true, especially here in the States now with the Uber app. The great thing, if you've never used it, is that it's GPS located, so you don't have to know where you are. So if you're, right. They if know you're, where you're at. <laughs> right. If you're in New York City, again, you're in Chicago, you're in Los Angeles, so you're in some place that, oh my goodness, I don't know where I am. I know where I'm going, uh, but I don't know where I am. You can use the Uber app. It, they, they come pick you up right where you are. Uh, and then you can get out of that situation that you're now getting in a hurry. You're not getting frustrated. You're now fearful of, I shouldn't be here. And I'm getting really uncomfortable. You know, other, other countries are a little bit different than that. But one thing that you, one way you can find information too is, is going to the State Department. The State Department is a great resource. They're going to tell you what medical needs that you n- need to know, what laws in those areas, a lot of the safety, travel trends, things that are happening, the crime, security. You can even register with the State Department. I found that interesting when yeah, you were talking Yeah, you can even about. register with the State that. Department. So they know where you are. If there's an emergency or there's an earthquake or there's something that happens while you're there, they know you're there. They know to try to find you. That is your right as a United States citizen for the United States government to protect you and to come get you. Uh, doesn't mean they won't charge you for coming and getting you. That's a whole other story. But even if you're on an escorted tour, it's good to let the State Department know if you're going to Cuba. You're going to go to Haiti. You're going to go to Bosnia. You're going to go to some of these places. And yeah, but the State know. Department has all the up-to-date, current information, safety requirements, safety things that you need to know about where you're going. And Just I did not it know that it was your right as an American citizen to be protected by American. If yeah, they'll the come case. get you. Watch Madam Secretary. They go get people all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you're on, when you have a group, there's some of the things that you do just within your group, like uh, leaving copies of the itinerary. I found this interesting. Yes, that's an important thing and a very simple thing that you need to leave a copy of your itinerary, your flight information, your pa- a copy of your passport, a copy front and back of your credit cards, your medical information card, even potentially write the 1-800 number, contact numbers for those things, leave them at home so somebody access- has accessibility to them. So if something happens to you, you can then call and let, let the people at home cancel your credit cards. Let the people at home cancel the debit card, those type of things. Right, because you're going to be in the moment. You're going to be in a you're hurry. Gonna, or, exactly. Yeah. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be in that moment of panic, potentially. Don't you go figure out where I can get a money gram. Let them figure it out here. 
they're not under that stress, uh, go back to your hotel, regroup and, and let them take care of that. Another thing is to those, those documents, your credit card, your debit card, your passport, especially your passport, you can scan it in and email it to yourself. Oh, that makes sense. So you can, then all you have to do is access any computer in the world and you can then have a copy of your passport. You can print it there. You can email it to the state department, the embassy or whatever. And then you, then that can move the ball along a lot faster than waiting for somebody at home to fax it to you. What about laws in other countries? Because I know as an American, and I know this is very snooty of me, I just assume (laughs) I won't be affected by any laws when I go to another country. I know that sounds terrible because I don't think of it. Well, again, I think you need to know where you're going and need to know what things are in place there. Don't get yourself in trouble because you don't know the rules. Because, again, with the Internet, you can find the rules so easily. Well, like, what what are some of the examples of this? If you're going to an Islamic state, Mm. okay, and you're a female, know what you can and can't do. Whether you agree with them or not, you're in their country, their rules, their laws. Know what you can and can't do. Uh, Another, there, there are many countries in the world that are still it's still illegal to be gay oh yeah so know what you can and can't do don't pick somebody up on vacation right and you know if you with your with your wife or your husband or your partner or whatever and you can be physical here in the united states that's your right uh it can get yourself detained in a lot of trouble in some other places in the country in the, in the world so know those places know those things just don't do it another is to take pictures i, I found I, this I, interesting yeah i know people who have gotten their cameras confiscated because they've taken pictures of things that they were not allowed to take pictures of, and now they lost all of their vacation pictures because they're taking pictures of stuff. You know, and, and this isn't just like China, right? I right. Mean, this is the Sixteenth Chapel in Rome, right? You're not allowed to take pictures. If they take your pictures, you're li- they'll either make you delete them or you could potentially lose your camera. I found that fascinating yeah. that, that you couldn't even do that. I would have just assumed you could. Yeah, if it says don't take a picture, don't take a they're picture. probably pretty serious about that. Don't <laughs> take a picture. Just don't. Don't put the camera up and don't worry about it. Well, one of the yep. things that comes up a lot with people is their money when it comes to safety. What, what are some of the things that we can do to be cautionary about that? Well, money is a big deal, right? You have to have it. You have to have it. It is true that a lot of the world, back in the 80s, what is the 80s or the 90s uh, commercials, right? Or they don't take American Express. You right. take Visa. That's true. Visa's there, everywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of places <laughs> in the world that still only take Visa. But you're, if you use your, your credit cards overseas, you're likely going to incur a huge fee on that. You're going to pay a fee from your credit card company in a foreign transaction fee. You could pay 20, 25% more for the item that you're going to buy because of their fees. Um, work with your debit cards, work with cash. Again, you're going to, you know, England or Italy or something. You can use your credit cards. You're going to Peru. You're not going to be able to use your credit card. Mm. Um, use your debit card. ATMs are available everywhere in the world. It usually is anywhere, is a percentage, 1% three to 3%, usually $3 to $5 to take money off of your debit card. Only take as much as you need. One of my big pet peeves is work out of your pocket. So give right? us some examples of what you're talking about with that. If you are leaving your hotel and you know you need money, right? You know, again, you should have a passport holder that has your credit cards and all of your extra money that goes around your neck or a waist belt or something that's underneath your clothing that people can't get. That's where you need to store your stuff and you need to have it with you all the time. But if you're going to go out to eat, you're going to go buy something, you're going to go to a market or whatever, or even if you're going to the ATM, If you're going to the ATM from your hotel, put your ATM card in your pocket. Don't put it in your credit card holder. Go to the ATM, remove your money out of the ATM, 
put it in your pocket. Leave, go to a safe place, put the extra money and your ATM back in your credit, your card holder. If you're going to go buy whatever you're going to buy the rest of the day or however long it takes till you're going to go and have more money or get back to where you can have access safely to your money in your card holder under your clothes, work out of your pocket. Keep it in your pocket. If you have $100 in your pocket, somebody pickpockets you, you you lose your $100, that's okay because you still have $400 in your card holder in your, you know, under your clothes. You still have your credit card. You still have your passport. If you put all of that stuff in your pocket, now you've lost everything. And it's more about, the way it makes it sound to me is this is more of a fluid motion. You're reducing steps. You're not pulling out a, a wallet fanning out money to try to find that $20 bill, right? Right, exactly. Okay. Work out of your pocket and keep the money in your pocket. And if you lose it, you lose it. And put all of your extra money, all of your credit cards back in your holder in a safe place, out of public. Don't do this. At, don't take your money out of the ATM and, and pull out your, you know, from underneath your clothes, you pull out <laughs> your card holder and you start putting your money away. Don't do that. You become a victim that way. There's a, you hear stories all the time that you don't even get away from the ATM machine before somebody takes all your stuff. Don't just don't do it. Another thing that you can do is protect your credit card identity, your passport information, those type of things. Cause most of those things have a chip in them, right? Your credit cards have a chip in them. So it's easily usable. Mm-hmm. Um, with the right technology, someone can come just literally stand next to you and get your credit card information. That happens. Yeah, it does. So you can have, they have purses, backpacks, um, just little cards, little carriers that have anti-theft stuff built into them. So that can't happen. You can get an REI, you can four of these credit card things. I This is what I use. They're the little, like, little paper things that you put your credit cards in and then you put them in your holder. Uh, they cost like $9.95 for four of them. I have my passport in them. I have all my stuff in this. I have a purse that is an anti-theft, anti-slash resistant. It's, um, you know, one of the brands is, I think it's Travelon that you can, you can buy. They're the best in the business in this. Uh, invest the money in it. If you have to have a purse, have it uh, one that's safe. And that if, and if you sense. don't, wear your purse, put it over your neck, over your shoulder. It's easy, harder to get off. Put the zipper into your pocket. You know, so you inside. could just Google travel purses or travel wallets. or. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and have one that's anti-theft protection, security protection. A lot of them have these built-in things that you can actually hook it to a stationary device, like a table or your chair at the airport so somebody can't just walk off with it while you're not necessarily paying 100% attention to it. Those that things are all sense. things you don't think about uh, that are very simple, and these things are not that expensive. Invest the money in them. So what about jewelry? Don't take it. <laughs> there you go. Don't simple. take it. <laughs> I don't care if you're going to a Broadway show uh, and you want your pearls. Don't do it. <laughs> don't take it. Even your wedding ring. People, especially women, don't think a lot about that. Uh, if you have a band, wear the band. That's fine. Uh, but don't take your flashy you know, wedding ring. Uh, you just come across as a rich American and you become uh, a target of people. Don't take it. Don't use it. Don't take it. Don't have it. Leave it at home. Well, I think some of the things that you have talked about is when you do have like passport information and things like that, do you normally want people to carry a copy of yours versus... Yeah, I guess I, I missed that. That's true. That is something that I do and with my groups is generally I have somebody like you would carry my copy of my passport and if I had a Visa and a MasterCard, 
which is a good idea, right? If your debit card is a MasterCard, take a Visa. If your debit card is a Visa, take a MasterCard. I would give you my credit card to carry and you would give me your credit card to carry. So I have your credit card, your copy, your passport, and my debit card. The likelihood of all of your group being displaced of their stuff is not likely. So now somebody has a copy of your passport. If they lose their stuff, you have a copy of their passport. You kind of just mix and match stuff around and it's all easily accessible. So that's that's really a safe thing to do is, is mix and match things. And again, scan your documents in so that you have them on your email and leave a copy at home so somebody can take care of your business if you have an emergency. And use travel uh, purses, things yep. like that. Mm -hmm. Because I found this interesting because you put this in the show notes. What are some of the number one places that people get pickpocketed? I don't know that this is a big surprise, but it Rome... It was for me. Was it really? Mm -hmm. Rome, London, and Brazil are big ones. But the number one place for pickpocketers... Uh, is underneath the Eiffel Tower in Paris. I don't yep. know why. Number one. Uh, again, well, I don't like Paris. <laughs> I've stated that several times. I'm not, I'm not a big French fan. But uh, yeah, be, just, just know if, if you're a guy and you have to have a, you know, a billfold, put it in your front pocket. Don't put it in your back pocket. Don't put it in your coat pocket. Put it in your front pocket. It makes it a lot harder. They're because gonna, it's like 90%, right? I, I yeah, think they're going to, once you put it in your front pocket, they're going to go after somebody who has it in their back pocket. You're no, it, it's about minimizing your risk. Uh, risk. It's not about necessarily not ever becoming a victim. It's about minimizing the potential for that. Uh, just do some smart things and they're going to, you know, you're not, they're going to go after the easy target. Make yourself a little bit harder. Hmm. Okay. And then you put something in here. I think I didn't know this, but making sure your passport was issued at least six months. Yes. Make uh -huh. sure your passport is, you've had your passport for six months and make sure you have at least a year left on it. Okay. So explain that. Okay. Your passport is good for 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's 10 years. Um, you want to, if you know you're going to go on vacation and you need a passport, don't wait until a month before you leave to get your passport, <laughs> right? Get it months ahead of time because a lot of countries will not let you in if you have not had it for six months. And some European countries will not let you in if it doesn't have a year left on it. So, so if your passport expires, you know, next year, go ahead and get it renewed. Renew early. Again, for people who travel a lot, you probably don't need to know this, but extra pages, you can get extra pages from the passport department. Because you either. have to have a, you know, you're, you can't, if your pages are full in your passport, you can't leave where you are or you can't go anywhere else until you get more pages because they have to be able to stamp it somewhere and they won't stamp other, over another stamp. So a five minute fix at home will yep. save you five days le staying at some other country. Right, right. right. Yeah. Or five, well, five weeks maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true too. Another thing I think that people don't know is if you're traveling with your child alone, is to take a consent form from the other parent. Hmm. You may not need it, but especially like going into Mexico and going into other Thailand and some other countries that necessarily have a lot of problems with child trafficking, uh, you may need it. Then thank you. Just have about it. That. Just have it. Some other things about crossing the border that people may not know, um, like going into Canada, right? You know, here in the United States, we drive into Canada. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can take an orange into Canada. But you can't bring an orange back from Canada. Trust me. <laughs> I did this and I was detained for trying to bring an orange uh, that I did not know. And it's like, you dude, just take criminal. the orange. I don't care. <laughs> dog food, right? I took my dog uh, with me to Canada and uh, it was meat flavored dog food. I, I knew this going in. So I had the documentation that I needed, but you have to have the ingredients slip for the dog food. 
Um, you can take it into Canada, but you can't bring it back. Um, but that whole traveling with your pet is a whole nother show. So if you're traveling with your pet, know your business, especially if it car, plane, it doesn't matter. Know what you need to know before you take your pet into another country because some countries do have quarantines and they will take your pet away from you for six months. Oh, wow. Um, so, okay. So that's a good thing to know. Travel. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Just don't do it. But know what you need to know before you go there. So what about making friends in other countries? Well, making friends can be a great thing, right? Especially if you're traveling by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, that you really kind of need somebody to talk to. So I, you know, spent nine days in Norway, you know, just in the last two months. And um, <laughs> there were days I didn't talk to anybody. It gets lonely. <laughs> but first of all, don't be rude. But don't trust too quickly. So be right? friendly. Be friendly. But another thing is, you know, don't go on vacation to pick somebody up. Use a dating site at home that's been vetted, right? Don't go on vacation to pick somebody up because, boy, then you're going to get, you can get yourself in a lot of oh, trouble that way. Oh, big time stuff. Um, blend in. You know, that's the thing. You know, know what they wear. Know what they do. Don't, don't, again, you want to be inconspicuous, right? You don't want to, you don't want to be you like, stand big out. American target, right? Yeah. Don't get drunk, right? Uh, yeah. Monitor your drinking. Bad things happen when you start drinking, especially internationally. Yes. Don't don't go to a bar and get drunk. There are many stories you of know, people being stuck in jail in a foreign <laughs> or jail. worse. Yes. Yeah, or worse. Don't so, get drunk. Yeah, don't get drunk. Because then you just get stupid, and then then we get back to my three rules of you know you get in a hurry and you yep. get frustrated, and then and then you get in trouble. Don't be flashy with your money or your stuff. We already talked about leave your wedding ring, leave all your jewelry at home. Don't take it. You don't need to be flashy. Uh, you just look like a, a, an American that's trying to show off. And then um, they're going to show you off when they're pickpocketing <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> when they take it, exactly. <laughs> don't share your itinerary with, with strangers. Don't tell somebody what you're doing tomorrow. Well, you so don't have Somebody to. you don't know. Yeah, yeah don't, don't do it. You know, a lot of times, you know, the best stuff that you're going to do, you're going to find is not a tour book, right? So ask people. Be adventuresome in what you're going to do, but be smart in that too. And I would suggest you make contact with somebody from home every day. Text message, email, uh, Facebook. Another thing with Facebook or social media in general. Uh, post after the fact. Don't oh. post your pictures at the time. <laughs> uh, when you get back to your hotel tonight, then post all your pictures at your hotel. Uh, don't post that I'm here. Yeah, I'm not a big know, fan of that either. Yeah, you, you just, you know, just be just be smart about some of those things. So things that we don't really think about, and I think things we should think about, is our medical needs, right? It, it, when we go on vacation, now this could be applicable to going to Florida or going to wherever. This is a big thing, especially for groups that I take, because I do travel with people that have uh, medical issues. Mm -hmm. So this is a big thing for me. But again, yes, you're right. This It doesn't matter if you're going to Disney World, L.A., Chicago, uh, but especially if you're going overseas, you need to you need to know what you need to know, right? You need right. to know what shots that you need going into another foreign country, uh, and get them from a travel specialist. Every town has the travel specialist. Again, a Google search: who is a travel doctor in your town? Indianapolis is Dr. Jones, right? It's a little bit more expensive. You have to pay cash for it. Go there. He knows what he's doing. Right. You know, don't go to your local doctor that says, "Oh, you don't need a typhoid shot." Yeah, you don't want to get typhoid, right? <laughs> just do it. Go. Do, do they go. have it? Just give me the shot. <laughs> right, exactly. In your passport holder, you there you can get a medical card. Um, they'll give it to you at a, in a you know when you get your shots mm -hmm. and keep track of that so that you can know in the future what you need when you need to re, you know redo. Know that like tetanus, for example, you should have a tetanus shot anytime you go out of the United States. You should have a tetanus shot. They're good for ten years. 
here. They're uh, really only good for five years. The okay. full capacity of your tetanus shot is only good for five years. So get your tetanus shot every five years if you travel internationally. What what things like meds, blood type, you know, unusual allergies? Should you keep like a little bit of a copy of that? Absolutely, absolutely. You're allergic to bees, bee stings. Take your pen with you. Keep your medical records, especially if you have major problems. Have your medical records on a CD, jump drive, something. Have your doctor, your surgeon, whoever, burn those to a CD. Just simply put them in your passport holder with your passport. Okay. Um, again, as you said, if, if you have asthma, if you have, you know, if you're allergic to bee stings, if you're allergic to certain foods that are common in other countries that are not necessarily common to put things in here, have all of that, any of that in with your passport. If something happens, that's the first thing the police are going to do or the healthcare people are going to do is write, pull out your passport to figure out who you are, what you are. Uh, then you're going to have your medical records. If you have serious medical conditions, know where you're going. Again, this could be Florida. This could be Peru. Know what hospitals in that area are capable of taking care of your problems. Okay. If you have sense. something unusual wrong with you, uh, not every hospital is going to be able to treat you. So if something happens, again, I took, a, I took an individual to Peru that had very serious medical issues. And there were only two hospitals in the whole country that could handle her medical issues. I knew what they were. I knew where they were. We had all of our medical documentation with us. If something would have happened, I could have simply said, no, we need transported to this hospital. They're the only ones that are going to be able to deal with her medical issues. Well, don't they make little jump drives now that can fit into a wallet? They're like flat, and then you can write on them what they are. So then that way somebody can just plug it into a computer and they have all your information if you need it. Uh, yeah, I would assume. I mean, I've always done CDs. They'll burn it to a CD. And okay. then you just put in the CD hole. This is about the same. The little CDs oh, are go. the same size. It fits right in with your passport, and it is actually, you know, no issue whatsoever at all. Another thing is going through security. We don't think about this, and this is traveling any, anywhere you go. If you have an ICD or you have a pacemaker, you can't go through the metal detector. You should mm. know that, number one, because it can stop your heart. Right. You get a card. And if you have had surgery, if you have a replacement of some type in your body that has a lot of metal in it, get a, a, get a card from your doctor that states that. It's going to speed up the security process tremendously, especially if you're going someplace that doesn't speak English. Uh, you can just show them the card. They, uh, I was surprised, but generally most of the world understands what these cards mean. And then they can pat you down rather than put you through the metal detector. Um, they can under, they can wand you. Your card's going to say, I have a full knee replacement. I have metal in my knee. It's an it's a approved document. Then when they wand you and there's, you know, it keeps going off around your knee, you're going to move through that process that's going to take you a lot longer if you don't have this documentation. That makes sense. But make sure you have the documentation with you that if you are incapacitated, that they can, in fact, know what your documents are, know what your issues are, know what you're allergic. If you're allergic to penicillin, if you're allergic to any of those type of things that a lot of people are, you should take that documentation on your person with you, with your passport, so that if something happens while you're gone, somebody has access to that information that you can and can't have certain things. Well, and then another thing that you bring up is buying additional insurances. So it kind of go over what you mean by that. Good to have, not necessity. I think it, depending upon where you're going, it's more important than others. If you're going to Florida, uh, you probably don't need evacuation insurance right. or health insurance. But you, you do need 
cancellation insurance, especially if you're traveling with somebody with a medical issue, right? Cancellation insurance is like 10 bucks, 20 bucks or something like that. Right. Uh, it's always good to have. You never know what's going to happen. Alliance, I think, is the best company to get this through, that it's cheaper and um, I've had to file several claims with them and I have never had one problem with dealing with them and getting my money back. But if you're traveling out of the country, you definitely you definitely wanna do this or at least look into this for health insurance, uh, especially if you're a senior. Medicare does not pay for international coverage. So you oh. kind of need something. So you're gonna have no reimbursement when you get back for that. Emergency evacuation insurance good to have if you're traveling again if you're traveling with someone with a medical issue and unexpected delay insurance uh, you can buy individual policies for that but a big thing too is know what your credit card covers right if you know which credit cards if you have five credit cards check all five of them which has the best coverage you can your credit card will cover evacuation insurance it will cover loss of luggage right they'll give you like five hundred dollars to replace oh, your I stuff know if that. you go on vacation if they lose your luggage um, a lot have a health insurance built in. A lot have car insurance built in. Those things. Know what your credit card automatically gives you for free for using that credit card. American Express has a lot of these features. If you use the credit card, then uh, a lot of these are free to you. Know what they are. Call them. Ask them. They'll send it to you in the document. They, they'll tell you over the phone. It's, but you would be shocked with how much is actually covered on your credit card. Let's talk about things that people need to know the contacts that you need to make. Well, we talked a little bit about what you should leave here, right? All your attendee, your information, but you really need to have those conversations with people that are going with you. Okay. Right? You need to have an emergency contact outside of your group where you're going. You know, that um, crazy Aunt Betty, right? Lives in Cleveland. That uh, <laughs> That's a go-getter, right? Maybe she's your contact. So everybody in your group, you're going to, you're going to Disney World. Right. Everybody in your group, including your kids and everybody knows that if something happens and we get separated and we can't contact each other for some reason, terrorist attack, uh, anything really, call Aunt Betty. Right. Right. Call Aunt Betty because then Aunt Betty can orchestrate everything from Cleveland that is not being affected. She can say, "Okay, I've talked to everybody. Uh, We can't find Johnny. Right. Well, okay. here's Johnny had the police call me and this is where Johnny is. Mm -hmm. Um, Have a contact outside of your geographical area. That is your central location that if something bad happens, everybody knows this is who we're going to call. And that person is then going to orchestrate it. And these are part of the what ifs, right? Right. You should talk about the what ifs. What what if we get separated? Where are we going to go? One good thing internationally anyway, is whenever you go into a hotel, I guess it doesn't matter whether it's international or domestic. Whenever you go into a hotel, most every hotel is going to have a business card, right? Of their location. Internationally, it's going to have it in their own language, which is what you want. Grab one of those for every person in your group, even your children, have them put it in their pocket Ah. so that if they get lost, if something happens, all they have to do is pull out the card and say, this is where I need to go. And they can take them back to the hotel. Makes sense. So yeah, talk about all the what ifs. Know what's your plan if something happens. Especially in the world that we live in today, stuff happens all the time. A five minute plan. Five minute plan. Know where you're going to go, who you're going to call, what you're going to do. For your kids, not just a what if of what are we going to do if something happens and a plan, but they should have some kind of documentation on them of who they are, depending upon their age. Yeah, because they're not going to have an ID. They're not going to have a driver's license. They have safety bracelets. They have a variety of things that you can have for your kids that are going to have their information on them. And if they get in trouble, that they can be located. Another thing is on your kids, right? 
don't put their names on their luggage. Don't put their names on their clothes, their backpacks. It's cute. It's great. When you're traveling, don't do that. You don't want people to know your kids' names. That would make sense. Um, it's a safety thing. Just don't, just don't do it. Another thing is that if you're traveling with with your kids, especially, know what they're wearing every day. I found this interesting when you put this in there. Even I... take a picture, right? Take a picture every morning before you head out, so that, that you makes... know what they're wearing. I mean, I, I'm telling you, that is great advice mm-hmm. because how many people just walk out and it's like, oh, I. This is the last picture I had. He was in the fifth grade. He's 14 now. So, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. Yeah. Well, and if he's, you know, five, uh, it could make a big difference on he was wearing a red sweatshirt and blue pants. And, ha- and a lot of times you probably don't remember because you're in a hurry, you're frustrated. You, you right. just, so right. yeah. So that Fantastic could just be a standard advice. thing that, uh, that you do every day. You just take a picture before you leave. You hope that you never have to use it. Right. But you have it if you need it. That's right. Again, traveling around town, uh, especially in foreign countries, know where you're going. Have the address written down in your pocket and have uh, the card in your pocket of where you're staying. So you have it out, right? Something happens, you know where you need to go back to, but you also know where you're going. And it goes back to being fluid. You're working out of your pocket. Exactly, exactly. That's that's a big deal. Because you don't want to use maps, right? I mean, now you're pre- now you're doing the same thing as you're doing with your wallet. You're bringing everything out. You're, you're saying, creating here, all these... look at me. I'm That's a tourist right. and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to do that. If you need to pull out a map, pull it out in a restaurant, go in, sit and have coffee, stop, take a minute, pull the map out, regroup, move on. Okay. Those are, those are the best things you do. Don't pull a map out uh, unless you have to. Another thing is... That people don't realize is that, you know, in the United States, we call 911 if we have an emergency. Right. And that's good for all any emergency we have. That is not necessarily true throughout the world. Uh, and in Europe, it's 112, not 911. So you need to know that. Um, in other countries, such as, like, say, let's say Brazil or Haiti or places like that, for the police, it's 190. But for medical emergencies, it's 193. So oh. if you're having a medical emergency, you don't want to dial 190 because now you've just delayed uh, getting a medical emergency. Know those things. If you're going to a different country, know what the emergency thing number is. You can write it down. I've seen people put it on tape. They've put tape on their phone and write it on their phone. So they have go. it. I personally put it in my phone as a contact Makes so that sense. I can then just hit the contact and I don't have to worry about did the tape come off or whatever, but know what that emergency information is, especially if you have a cell phone, know what number you're going to call uh, they, a lot of countries still have pay phones, so know what that number is. Makes sense. I like this one, too, and I, this has happened to me. You have only used government-approved taxis. Yeah, I've broken that. <laughs> I've so <laughs> broken this rule lately, but yes, uh, especially in Mexico. Like, you're getting off of a cruise ship, and you decided, I'm not going to take that $400 tour. I'm just going to go on my own. Yeah. Only get in a state-approved taxi. I have I have been almost the, uh, the victim of that. So mm-hmm. it, when you have that little gut feeling, I, I luckily I walked away. So, but yeah. I, you know, I sometimes totally... if you get your hotel to call a taxi for you, it may or may not be. But a lot of, you know, because a lot, of, especially Peru and Ecuador and places, I have them call for a taxi for me. And they call their brother, sister's nephew's cousin. That, right. Because they're the only one that knows have a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's not safe. I do it all the time. But you're but, well-traveled. But it's not, yeah. they know, you know, your hotel then knows where you are. Right. Right. So that that's always good. But yes. Yeah, a lot of people don't think. They just say, oh, here, I, I you know, you need a taxi. Yeah, only in a, only in a government-approved taxi. 
It's going to cost sense. you more, but I'm it's okay worth with it. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing that people don't think about, and this is true again, Chicago, New York, even Indianapolis, walk on the street side on the sidewalk. Don't walk next to the building because it's very easy to just grab somebody off of the sidewalk and pull them into a, into a doorway or pull them into uh, a building or something. Mm. Uh, if you walk on the street side, then you're, you're, you're not, you're not necessarily accessible. They can't reach you as easy. That makes sense. I have actually had this happen to me in Quito, Ecuador that I was getting marked. I could tell somebody was following me. I stepped into the street Hmm. And boy, you talk about stepping into a busy street and getting attention drawn to yourself because that's what you want to do, right? You want to draw attention to yourself. Step into the street. Everything stops and that person disappears. Ah. Bring attention to yourself. Scream, yell, do whatever you got to do. Bring attention to yourself. Get as close to the public as possible. So get into the street, get close to the street, go into a restaurant that's busy. Under a lamppost. Um, something, like something like that. Like exactly. That. Make make yourself big, make yourself visible. That person will then leave and they will find somebody else who's that's not right. paying That's right. They just want attention. an easy mark. Yeah. Don't be an easy mark. That's right. And another thing that people don't think about, especially in other countries, not so much here, is don't go pet the stray dog. <laughs> right? Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. No, they don't have shots like we do. Uh, don't ruin your vacation over wanting to pet uh, a stray animal, especially a stray dog. It may ruin your vacation and you may need your health insurance and, and those things that you have supplementally bought by doing it. Don't do it. Oh, I, I'm with you on that one. It amazes me what people will get themselves into. And you're like, if you just simply wouldn't have done that. <laughs> so what about rental cars? Uh, depending upon where you're going, I'd say don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Except I've done a lot of it lately. Especially if you're going into a country that does not use our alphabet, don't do it unless you know the language. Um, so stick with the government approved taxis. Taxis, right. Okay. Uh, get a private driver. It's not that expensive. Get private transportation. If, if you do rent a car, there's there's a couple things. One, make sure everything works. Mm, make yep. sure that if it's all in a different language, uh, again, in Norway, we just, you know, I spent almost the last two months in Norway. I don't speak Norwegian. I don't read Norwegian. The entire book and the car was in Norwegian. I literally had to take it in to a gas station at some point and say, what does this mean? How do I turn this back on in my in the car? Because I couldn't figure it out. And so then they read the book and then they told me how to do it. So just know the basics. Know the street signs. They're different in other countries. You would think it would be easy. It may not. They don't use the same alphabet. Just don't even bother. It's, okay. too, it's too complicated and it's too dangerous for you. Keep your rental agreement with you. Many people leave it in the car. Well, if you leave your rental agreement in the car and they steal the car, now you don't know anything. Uh, uh, you don't have any information. Keep it with you. Keep it in your luggage, potentially. Uh, keep it on your person. If you have a purse, put it in your purse. Keep it with you. If you don't, if you can't, put it in your phone. I do that. Make, model, color, uh, license plate number. Put that stuff in your phone. Something happens with your car. If you get bumped on the street, this is a very common way to, to rob people. Uh, go to a safe location. Don't just pull over like you do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to a safe location before you pull over. Go that to a police station. Sense. Go yeah. go someplace where it's a visible, it's light. It's uh, don't just pull over. Yeah, those are some things that are that are most common in um, in going. I have an international driver's license, but you do not have to have an international driver's license as long as the country you're going uses the same alphabet. So you can, you can't, you don't have to. It's cheap. It's easy. If you want it, uh, it simplifies things sometimes, but you don't have, you don't have to have an international driver's license. So what are some of the things that we need to know about the hotel? Well, um, this is true in the United States, even more, I think even more than other countries. Don't have them tell your room number out loud, have them write it down. 
Okay. Make sure that they don't say it out loud. Um, if you're on the ground floor, obviously don't leave the windows open where somebody can get into your room. It is not against, uh, and even against protocol. If you're scared, put a chair against the door. Oh, okay. Right? I've actually done that in Ecuador a couple times uh, where I didn't feel quite safe. Makes sense, though. Know where the fire exits are. Know your exit plan. Again, what we talked about with the what-ifs, that's a thing you should know with your kids, too, right? I mean, how many times do they run downstairs and get something to drink or you run up, run downstairs and get something to drink? Something could happen in that moment. Know where the emergency exit are. Know what the fire plan is. Know if you can or can't get out the window. Those type of things. Take two seconds and pay attention to that. One thing that I've actually used many times, and this is a standard for me, I do it every night when I stay someplace, especially out of the country, I put all my stuff back together before I go to bed at night. I put it all in my backpack, my money, my keys, uh, my phone, everything. Um, my passport. Everything is back in my backpack next to my shoes every night when I go to bed because I have literally had to, in London I had to do this, in Peru I've had to do this, in Ecuador I've had to do it more than once, Chicago recently I just had to do this. Um, I was actually in an earthquake where the ceiling was falling in in Ecuador and had to exit very quickly to get out of that room where all you have to do, throw on your shoes, grab your backpack. Everything is in it already. You don't have to figure out, oh my God, what do I need? Where's my passport? It's all together. Take the time at night, put it all back together. It's very simple. It's keep you a lot safer. Hopefully you never have to use this, but if you do, do it. And don't open the door for anyone, right? If you open, if you order a pizza, go downstairs and get it. If you want an extra towel or you need an extra pillow, go downstairs and get it. Don't have them bring it to your room. Go down and get it. Those are just some basic, I didn't know very about that. simple things. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the gear that you should just normally take with you? Well, for me, I never leave without my headlamp. I never leave without a compass and a map of the city or the country that I'm going to. Um, I always have a water bottle of some type, even if I don't use it a paper and pen in case you have to write it down because those are things that I just always leave in my backpack all the time. I never go without my knife <laughs> that well, has we know saw that. on it, right? <laughs> I never go anywhere without that. Uh, depending upon where you're going, you might want purification tablets or some type of water kind of thing. Uh, never go without a first aid kit, a basic first aid kit. Know that what you, what you need in it, right? Mm -hmm. um, your basics, uh, anti-diarrhea meds are good. If you're going to altitude, have an oxygen meter. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, cheap. Just throw them in your first aid kit. Those are those are kind of the, some of the basics um, that, that I never go anywhere without. And then this is interesting because before you come home, you should do what? <laughs> well, I don't know. Should is the right word, but <laughs> I always try to do my laundry. I know this sounds stupid. I don't care if I'm at Disney World. Um, or if I'm in, it's a lot easier if you're in a South American country or an Asian country because they actually do your laundry for virtually nothing. It's very, very cheap and they bring it back to you in these little plastic bags and everything is secure and you can then, uh, just pack it and you get home and you don't have to worry about three days worth of laundry. Okay. So Makes if it's sense. possible, do your laundry. That's kind of a stupid thing, but that's kind of what I do. Um, but it makes a big difference when you get home and now you're not dreading the next three days because you have all this laundry. Um, organize your pack to come home before you come home. Well, now this right? is true because you organize your pack depending on where you're going the next day. I've seen you do this. I've seen you pack and unpack things yeah. depending on where we're going. Yes, I do. So, yeah, that makes total sense. And it makes it easier because you can just, it's easily. Just pulling in and out. Yeah. Right. 
Also on your carry-on, coming and going, you know, make sure you have a change of clothes in your carry-on. Make sure you have, again, we've talked about water. I will beat that dead horse to death. Um, have some snacks in your pack just in case because you're going you're gonna to get grumpy. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get in a hurry when you get hungry. So have something in there. Again, you're just cutting that off at the pass. Well, and speaking of laundry, packing, and carrying things on, why is it that you put everything in plastic before before you go? <laughs> that's funny, you know, because that's, if anybody hassles me about anything or makes fun of me about anything that I do, that's number one. <laughs> I do. I put everything in baggies. Big baggies, little baggies, and I label them. You I put, label you know, them. I put my shirts. Like my... we're putting things in a freezer. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, my long sleeve shirts, my short sleeve shirts, my shorts, my pants. They're all in different baggies. They're all labeled. It is ease of transportation, right? I can just pull the bag. I know what's in it. Uh, second is I know when I'm running out of something. Mm. Uh, but the biggest thing is it stays dry. There are a lot of places in the world that your luggage sits out on the tarmac in the rain and then you get your stuff and it's all wet. Oh. Yeah, I hate that. But but a lot of it is organization that it's it's easier for me. So you so let's make that clear. So you get baggies, you label them underwear. <laughs> so then that way you can just pull out the bag, pull out underwear instead of looking. Yep, you don't have to look in your bag. It's right there. Interesting. Yep, Clever. everything socks are in a different one. Everything has its own bag and you can then just shove it into your backpack. Uh, the air comes out of it, right? You know, leave oh, it open yeah. just a little bit. Have. The air comes out of it. You can pack a lot easier. Uh, you know where the long sleeves are, the short sleeves are. I'm pretty anal retentive about that. But yeah, I get made fun of a lot for that. But a lot of it is you can keep your clothes dry. Makes total sense. That's my story. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, this is a, there's a lot of information here and a lot of things. So people may have to listen to this twice, I'm thinking. <laughs> well, they but, can go into our website too because there's a lot of meta, a lot of information on the website. Absolutely. I mean, um, and I do have a pamphlet that uh, I think I'm going to post on there that people can get that actually talks about all these things. And this is really more of a 5-10 minute thing to do, so then that way you can have a safe trip, right? Most of these things you do before you leave, most of these things are just very simple things that you don't that people just don't think about right. that can make all, all the, the difference yeah. of being safe. Uh, knowing your kids are safe, especially, you know, yep. those things. Again, it, it almost everything I do revert back to my three laws, right? <laughs> uh, don't control, you know, don't let anybody control your water. What do you have? Know that you can't get in a hurry. What do you need to do to prepare to forethought on that, to not get in a hurry, mm -hmm. to, to cut that off at the pass? What do you need not to be frustrated that's then going to put you in a hurry that then can potentially be going victim? So know those things. I think you'll always have a safe trip if that's the case. Yeah, pay well, attention. Safe, Just pay attention. <laughs> Just pay attention. Minimize your risk. That's yeah. all that you can do is minimize your risk. Would you have any final thoughts for us? Well, you know, traveling is something that's very important to me, right? And for people, for a lot of different reasons. You know, I love to see new things. I love to explore. I love to actually see and touch those things that we read about or see on TV. But taking time away, whether it's a day trip or traveling the world, it is very important to be happy and a healthy life, right? 30% of Americans, we don't use our vacation. And the biggest reason that we don't use our vacation is we're afraid that all that work that we're gonna have to do when we come back. The benefits far outweigh the downside of taking time off. Just to name some of the big ones, it relieves stress, it nurtures those relationships, it builds those relationships with our children especially, um, that we tend to neglect those things when we work all the time. And they actually help us be more productive at work. So the more time you take off, the more productive you are at work. And for me, it really does help me stay connected to what matters in life and staying in a place of gratitude. 
to see people in places that don't have all the privileges that we have here at home, you know, missing home, right? Being gone. I've been gone for the last three, three and a half yeah. months, right? I, I'm happy to be home. I miss my dog. I miss my bed, right? I have a tremendous amount of grad, more gratitude when I spend time away than when I'm here all the time. Whatever the reason, being able to stay safe in that gratitude um, and who you have is also important to having a happy life. You know, again, especially for your kids. You know, they don't have enough life experience to understand why you're not there, but they have an instinctive nature to understand why you are there. Mm. You know, if you're lucky enough in this world to have a family, friends, kids, a spouse, you know, they want and need you. Give them the one thing that money can't buy, time, because that is the one thing that you're going to be guaranteed to run out of. Very true. So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living On Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.